The Cultured Meat Symposium 2023 is taking place on November 2nd and 3rd, 2023 in Las Vegas. Join us as we discuss topics of product development and manufacturing of cell-cultivated meat, poultry, and seafood technology. This year, we're doing things a little bit differently, waiving attendee fees and distributing tickets on an application basis. You heard that right. Pre-register for the event to get the latest updates on how you can secure your ticket. Learn more about the event and pre-register at www.cms23.com. Thanks for joining us on the Future Food Show. This episode is part of the Transforming the Future of Proteins series, where we explore the work of XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion, a global incentivized competition that challenges innovators to rethink alternative proteins. We're excited to host Dr. Sirli Rosenvall, Head of Alternative Protein Research at TFTAC. Sirli is a highly experienced food scientist with over 10 years of experience in food research. She has vast experience in managing different teams and projects with specific emphasis on alternative proteins and sensory and consumer research. She is a recognized expert in the alternative protein space, having published numerous scientific articles and presented at industry and scientific conferences around the world. Sirli, I'd like to welcome you to the Future Food Show. Thank you, and I'm very happy to be there. Thanks for inviting me. Sirli, tell us a little bit about your background. So I have been a food scientist for more than 10 years now. After I graduated my master's degree in the university, I started to work for an industry for a while. But after a few years, I understood that I still want to go deeper into food technologies and decided to start my PhD thesis, and that is what brought me into TFTAC. And uh, since then, I have been doing a lot of different things here, all related to the food. But when I started, my profession was more into sensory science and aroma and how people really perceived the taste and aroma of food. And I was a project manager for some time. Then I started to lead different research groups, uh, first in food technology in general. Now, a few years ago, I started to lead teams working in the alternative protein space, as I was myself also more working into sustainable new protein directions. And starting from the 1st of June this year, I just started as a chief scientific officer for food research in TFTAC, so now working with different food-related topics. Very cool. And was your PhD program in or related to sensory science? Yes. So my PhD was actually how to combine. So how do you understand the product by using different methodologies, so by using people using the senses and how you can correlate it and how you can additionally use different instrumental techniques like gas chromatography or liquid chromatography to really combine and and understand how you can measure the perception of what people are feeling and how you can really put it together or understand what are the molecules behind it. So that was the aim of my thesis. Wow. Okay, cool. And I think it's, it's very exciting to think how deep we can actually get into the connection between f- food and, I guess, the, the human experience. Now, can you give us kind of an overview of TFTAC? 
Yes, so TFTAC is now almost 20 years ago. It was established in 2004, and it is a privately owned research organization. And what TFTAC does, it has two like large research directions. One is for biotechnology, so working with different microorganisms like bacteria or yeast or fungi and really optimize their growing process to produce specific molecules or to receive higher biomass yields. And the other part of TFTAC has always been food technologies. And when TFTAC started, it worked a lot with different classical food technologies like bakery and dairy technologies. And now I would say a recent five years, the alternative protein has content to our attention and I think we'll try to use all the knowledge that we have on dairy to bring it now into how to develop, for example, dairy alternatives. And TFTAC is collaborating with different companies. So we provide like applied research service, helping out with product development or solving some specific technological problem. But we also participate in different research projects, either funded by EU, like Horizon programs. And we have been also granted multiple already Good Food Institute grants. And we also collaborate with different universities. And we take interns for bachelor, master, also PhD studies. And also people working in TFTAC, they also go and teach in the universities. And we collaborate a lot with different both academical and also with private sector in Estonia, but also in in more broad in Europe and even beyond. And that seems like a very great fit for the Feed the Next Billion Challenge. How did TFTAC and, and your team first actually hear about the XPRIZE Challenge? We have thought about it and tried to memorize <laughs> which which way we'll get to hear about it. And I think it was through Good Food Institute channels or something like this. So I guess through social media network. And it was already in 20, 2020. And it seemed to be a really interesting challenge to take part in. And I have to say that it's it's the only that kind of that kind of project that we have participated so far. So we, we hadn't had before and we are still not having any that kind of, of, of project. So like competition, but I think it's very inspiring. It's very motivative and we are really, really happy that we can be part of this competition. Now, I'm going to ask you about your kind of solution to the challenge in, in just a moment. But first, I want to ask you about how big the team that's working on the challenge within TF Tech is? Yeah, I think we can look at the size of the team in different ways because in TF Tech we have food and biotechnologies, but we also have quite large analytical teams so who help out with different analysis, help to think how to analyze something, how to get some solutions or specific answers. So there are around five to six people who are related to XPRIZE in everyday basis, so who are working with meat and fish alternative projects in in TFTAC. But there are also some 
background forces, to say so, who are helping out with different specific aspects, either looking out for some product equipment related things or helping out with some analysis or people from the aroma analysis part helping really to figure out how to get this right aroma molecules, what are the what are the reactions that take place and how we could imitate or make it happen in our alternative product. So I would say we have like around five to six people related in daily basis. And then we have some background forces to help out with different specific topics. And just to clarify, you know, typically TF Tech will not have like their own food products in the grocery stores or, or anything like that. You, your team usually, or TF Tech usually works with other companies to create new solutions or research, et cetera. Is that correct? Yes, that's true. But I, the, for, this is also one of the reasons why this X-Price competition is, is very interesting us because it provides us also a perspective of a new kind of business model. And although at this point, TFTAC has actually already had a bit of spin-off companies, but I think this is going to be more and more interesting perspective for TFTAC as well to really commercialize uh, the solutions that we are creating. So be the one being responsible for commercializing because we have been supporting, we we have like licensing some technologies, but really to be the one who is working out the business model and is responsible for whole of the process, I think it's also what makes it very special and very interesting for us. As the audience knows, the Feed the Next Billion Challenge does look for a whole cut piece of chicken or fish. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what is your solution to the challenge and how is it different? Yes, so we are working in fish direction and we decided to select salmon. Atlantic salmon is, is the species that we are trying to imitate. And TF Duck has been mostly working with plant proteins. So, and this is the reason why our solution is based on the plants. And for providing or getting fish-like texture, we combine extrusion technologies and other components that we can have some extra texture. But extrusion technologies is something that we have built our competences in for many years now. So I guess that's why we selected that kind of technologies and that kind of, of, of materials as we are most sophisticated in these areas. One thing I don't think about too much when it comes to you know the, the final application of the challenge, but when we do look at salmon, you can essentially have it cooked or you could have it raw. Are you know which solution is your team going after? So the, the aim is it to be consumed in a cooked way, but still as in the competition, your product has to have the flexibility to be used for different applications. So that makes some, some extra challenges inside. So from now on for the finals, one of the important things that we have to work with is really to get the flexibility and understand what are the properties that we are still lacking to make it usable for this or that kind of food product. But eventually it would be consumed in a cooked way. Okay, great. But potentially also have the flexibility for other applications as well. Y- yes, but for other application, but I would 
still say that it could be developed even further, but at this point, we are aiming to get all the desired notes after cooking. So I guess if we would aim to have it consumed mostly in a raw state, we would need to, for some of the things, we would need to get some, to take some other approach. So we are aiming for the cooking one. I see. Okay. And and I guess, you know, as we're thinking about creating alternatives to different types of, you know, whether it's meat or, or, or something else, you know, we are going to have more specific applications versus just a complete mimicry of, of you know, the, the traditional meat, poultry or seafood. So that definitely makes sense. And, and what we've been seeing that in the alternative protein space. Now, your team is now in the finals, which is very exciting. I really wanted to ask you, I think already we've seen a lot of impact from XPRIZE within your team and within your organization. But if you do kind of go on to win the challenge, how could this really impact what you're doing here? Yes. So I would say that even us getting to the semi-finals as well, it got a lot of attention in Estonian media also, and I think up to the even governmental level. So I really see that it could have a potential to influence also different stakeholders in Estonia to understand a bit more what are the alternative protein products that we are talking about? Why do we need these solutions? And what are the different possibilities? So I think bringing the knowledge on alternative protein field to the wider public in Estonia as well. And I think it has got attention in Estonia, but also when I looked at my social media, there is a lot of things going on. I have also got a lot of new connections, a lot of new possible collaborators for future research on, on different topics. And I think it will advance in general the impact and the quality of this research that we are carrying out here in TFTUC. I'm glad you mentioned Estonia because we have been hearing a lot more of different technologies come out of Estonia over the last you know, couple of years. And, and maybe it has been a coincidence, I'm not sure. But would you say that Estonia is either big on food tech or biotech? I would say that up to some years ago, Estonia was not too innovative in food tech and maybe more in biotech, but not so much in food tech. But in recent years, there have been arising multiple startups now. And I, if I look also at the public opinion and public discussion, what is going on? So I really think that there are some new thoughts on it, to, that Estonia could also be in the forefront in, in food innovation and also biotech innovation. And I also think that the publicity that TFTAC has gained with this X-Prize is also giving some new belief that Estonia could really be successful and in front of this type of innovations. That's great. And these are the types of innovations that will really benefit the, the entire world. Yes, and I think it is very important to collect all the different stakeholders from economical perspective as well and understand what what we all could gain from this transaction be, besides the environment and our health and all that kind of things, but also what is the economical benefit that all the stakeholders could also have so they could still have their place in this chain, on this value chain. 
As a leader in the alternative protein space, I, I really wanted to ask you, what do you think we'll see over the next 10 years? We're going to see large adoption. Is research and development still going to continue on and, and take place? Is 10 years enough? Will we see change in, in the next 10 years? What do you think? I will definitely think that we will see change. I think in some of the cases I have been asked to predict <laughs> what is the portion or what is the market share of alternative products compared to the meat meat or fish. And when I have had to propose some numbers, I had said that I would believe that in 10 years, the market share could be around 10%. This is like the perspective that I believe that could make the change. But from the technological side, I think in the same time, there are going on a massive development in different areas. So plant-based is the category that is closest to the market. So if we look what we have today in the stores, those are mainly plant-based products. But I think everybody knows that the quality, also there is the price question, but also the sensory quality, so the taste and texture hasn't been good enough for people to make the repeating purchases. So plant-based products still need to improve to have better taste, better texture. And what is maybe the most interesting topics for me in plant-based area is the crop breeding part and also either selecting or focusing on crops based on their sensory properties. Because up to now, plant breeding has been based on to make them resistant to diseases, to climate conditions, to have a high yield. But it's about time to start to creep crops based on their sensory properties to get rid of the bitterness, to get a lower concentration of different volatile like beanie or green like aroma molecules, and also to get the best available functionalities of the protein. So either by selecting or breeding and also new gene editing techniques could help in this area. So I think this is really interesting topic that could make a huge change because if we have the crops already with improved sensory properties, it's much easier to get the final products as good as well because all the masking and processing, yes, you can reduce, but there is still some notes that are not desired by the consumers. And I personally believe a lot also in, in the fermented protein category. I believe very much in microprotein production. And what I love about fermentation technologies is that you can basically grow or produce high-quality protein all around the world. So if we talk about equity and distribution of protein in the world, so I think this is also something that is really, really important, that you don't need any land and you don't need any climate conditions required for, for traditional agriculture. So I truly believe that microprotein will be definitely be increasing in, in the near future. And also cell-based alternatives. So this is also something that I guess that 10 years could be enough long perspective to really have a change. But I also think that we could maybe see more of hybrid type products. So either fermented and plant-based or cell-based and, and plant-based to really have the best sensory properties, but also to make the product economically feasible 
So I definitely think that in 10 years, there will be a lot of difference going on. And as this is also a younger generation who is more willing to adapt these new alternative protein products. So I guess this is also one of the aspects that will make a difference in 10 years' time. So there are more of this young generation who are already used to that kind of food and are not afraid of uh, new innovative protein technologies. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very exciting. And and when I do think about, you know, how we might be able to look at the, the future of, you know, crop production, like you mentioned, and, you know, maybe not as far as saying, you know, we'll have a savory apple, but, you know, maybe having some types of fruits or vegetables that work very well in applications of alternative protein because they've been designed like that, that is is a really cool topic. You can learn more about Searly on LinkedIn and tftak at tftak.eu. Searly, do you have any last insights for our listeners, specifically those that are either in research programs or are interested in starting their own companies? Yes, so I think tftak is always open for collaboration. So feel free to contact us, connect us. There are multiple ways how to collaborate. So we are always happy to hear people out with their different ideas. And and we would be very, very happy if we can be of help and really to make an impact by having a lot of different technologies, a lot of different approaches, a lot of different raw materials, because giving multitude of opportunities for consumers is the one that could really help to cut down the consumption of animal protein products. Seriously, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you. This is your host, Alex, and we'll see you on the next episode.